Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm with Jonathan. Hey, hey. And it is extremely hot today, so that is the air conditioning you're probably hitting in the background. Yeah. Hopefully, the, your adjustments on the mic take it out, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, usually I can, but if I can't, I want to explain that, you know, right now it's like 102, 103 million degrees, so we got to kind of, <laughs> you know, just yeah. roll with it. Yep. Uh, all right, John, we're going to be going over some news today. Oh, it's going to yeah. be a real casual episode. I, I like, like these it. ones. Yep. Uh, this is part of our bi-weekly recordings. Mm. Uh because it's summertime, it's so hard to record every weekend, you know? Yep. Let's first get into, what are you currently watching? Mm, I'm watching all kinds of different stuff. So I, I I would like to pick one show and stick with it yeah. until I finish it. I want to do that with Star Trek now that we've talked about it a little more, but I'm we'll watching... talk about uh, it more in just a sec. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm watching all kinds of stuff. Uh, Deep Space Nine, I started that not too long ago, yeah. and uh, I'd like to watch the entire series. Uh, and then, probably Next Generation... Uh, always sunny i didn't realize there was a new season that came yeah. out so pff, watching that that's I'm, hilarious I, that's my because every night i watch something as i'm going to bed currently yeah. i'm going through those episodes so i can mm-hmm. catch up with you yeah i just finished so for that i would watch the office for so long but now i just finished yeah. the whole se- series again uh blown away is a show on netflix that i was trying to explain to you before i think blown away it's pretty cool it's interesting it's crafty because it's glass blowing Oh, yeah, you did tell me about that. Yeah. I think maybe even on the podcast. So it's a competition just like, you know, Hell's Kitchen or, yeah. you know, one of these, the Bake Offs and stuff Bake like off, that. Yeah. yeah, but uh, they get like 10 or 12 contestants who are professional or, or amateur glass blowers, and they tell them, hey, you need to make a light bulb or make a, something that represents the ocean or something, you know, whatever. That's the, cool, yeah. Whatever the theme is for that one. One of them I remember was uh, the body in motion. So one guy makes like a hand moving and the other one makes a foot. Okay, so they're not actually making like a bowl every time or something like that. Not always, yeah. This oh, okay. That one was, was less blown and more shaped, but oh, most man, of it is neat. is actually blowing the glass. And it, all the techniques they use to make, make the glass different shapes, you don't think about. And how they have to constantly keep it hot. Yeah. You're throwing it back in the, the fire and get it red again and then over here and shape it, shape it, shape it. And okay, I can't let it cool too much. It's going to explode. And they drop glass so much too. I feel bad. These oh, people man. are shaping it, shaping it, and it falls off and shatters, and they gotta start over, or or it cools too fast. They have yeah. to put it in a in like a box to cool slowly. If it cools too fast, it breaks. So it's a, a interesting show. It's neat like to it. watch shows that are about people who have a unique skill and talent that they've earned. Yeah, and then it's just getting a peek into what that's like. Yeah, you know, because we love we love the after product, of course, mm-hmm. but to watch them actually make it, it's like man, it's it's just it's world. Their their vocabulary and stuff like that is neat to hear all of it. Yeah. I really love uh, the British Bake Off, the yeah. uh, Great Great British Bake Off, great, or whatever. Yeah, uh, and you know, because I I like the cooking shows. You know, of course, everybody everybody picks them up here and there. Hell's Kitchen, I like Hell's Kitchen Master Chef, but the baking, I really like baking most of all. Yeah, and just the little things they do that's like half artwork, half science, yeah. and it's just freaking neat to watch. Yeah, I'm ready and for it, some more of those. And it fires up the creative juices. I like it. It, does, it kind yeah. of inspires you. Like, oh man, if I had a kiln and glass and I had a couple of these tools, I could totally make something that looks like this or that. Like if I had the ingredients, I, yeah. I would make us a, a, a badass blue cake or something like that. You it's know? funny you say that. Cause I'll, I'll watch like the bake off, whatever. And I'm like, I could do that in Minecraft or something like that. Like, yeah, I'll think it or, or I'll use it. Cause I've been kind of debating about making my own video game. And it's like, mm, man, I could do like, it. Kind of just gets you thinking like, especially those, they do those cakes where it's like the, 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 um, sugars like glazed into like these big sculpture stuff yeah. it's crazy I, you know yeah they got so many talents all right uh i just finished watching star trek discovery yeah and guys if you're not watching this if you're new to star trek this is a great one to get into mm-hmm. if you're not new to star trek but you're open to different interpretations of star trek check this out especially uh, if you like the star trek movies right the newer ones yeah definitely take some jj abram influence yeah. yeah that shine mm-hmm. um 
But and and one big thing I'm going to note because a lot of Star Trek fans, you know, it's all about centering around an ensemble cast, but led by the captain. This one is more about this character, Michael uh, Brandon, Brand, Brandon, whatever. Um, that's not the captain. So you're actually not following the captain as much as you normally would. Uh, but it's a fantastic story. And I know that people are real hot on cold on this thing. Mm hmm. You're either hot on it because you're like, yes, new Star Trek. I'm always happy to have new Star Trek. It's just a different interpretation, but it's still in the universe I love. Mm -hmm. Then there's the people that are like purist, and I don't hate, I, don't, I mean, I'm not hating on them, but they're hating on the show a lot. They'll be like, oh, well, it's not exactly right. That writing's terrible, or this show. Guys, like, just enjoy the ride, man. Yeah. There's no reason to hate on stuff like that, you know? Yeah. If you don't like it, okay. And you're able to voice your opinion totally, but man, this show, like, just be happy we're getting more because we yeah. went through a drought. Yeah. And we had no Star Trek for a while there. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have new people involved. If you're so negative on it, you can't get new Trekkies. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen these conventions. It's a lot of older people. Yeah. We you, need to get into the newer people. You got to give it a shot because your kids and your grandkids aren't going to watch, you know, the old Kirk original series Star it's Trek. It's hard to get them in, you yeah. know? When there's new technology and they can be streaming some other TV show from their phone, they're not going to yeah. be watching your old cassettes or something. You know, it's just not, not going to happen. So it's flashy. It's bright. It's how you get people in. It's the same yeah. thing with like the MCU. Yeah. Like you may not like, or like, yeah. So we'll say MCU. Yeah. You may not like say Thor Ragnarok. If you're, if you're a person who likes those more serious action roles. Yeah. Well, Thor Ragnarok is really good for your kids. Yeah. So it's how you get that next generation into the, so you can kind of bridge the gap. Yeah. That's what Discovery is. I'm not saying Discovery is for kids. I'm saying it's for non-Star Trek fans because mm -hmm. it's very shiny. Yeah. And has like complete arcs over the whole storyline. But I, I like the, that shininess too. I think yeah, that looks really, really good. Again, cool. it's just another interpretation. Yeah. And they do a good job of like, it's before Next Gen and Voyager and all that stuff like that. So yeah. it's funny that that kind of blend where everything's a little bit more clanky. There's actual switches and stuff like that on some yeah. stuff. I just really liked it. I can't wait. So Squeaks has finished season one. He's starting season two right now. You're going to start watching that? Yeah, I, just watched, I only watched the first episode, but... I we'll have to record it. an episode about it. Yeah. And then, like, what's going on with season Maybe three we'll filming? finish season one or all well, of them. It's yeah. only 15 episodes each. You, yeah. It won't take yeah, you too yeah. long to finish. If I'm, Whenever you're done. Um, but, man, really good storyline. It's mm -hmm. definitely one of those. And ha only Voyager was this way. Mm -hmm. I know I could, like, just sit down and watch the any, any episode. episode yeah. And, like, oh, I'm going to catch the finale again. Because they have, like, a lot of two-parters. Or I'm going to catch it. I yeah. haven't had that in a long time. There's very little that changes over the many seasons that you can't just catch up with. Like character well, changes. Well, that's different on this one. Oh, really? This one, especially, okay, season one is a complete arc with yeah. maybe two actual Star Trek-y episodes. And the yeah. fact that it's like a separate story within an overarching yeah. soft story. Instead, on Discovery, they do overarching heavy story and maybe some side stories going on. Uh, you okay. understand? Yeah. So Voyager, for example, that's our go-to. The whole overarching story is generally them going home or yeah. like um, Neelix is jealous of Cass and Tom. Yeah. Something like that. But generally, this one episode is about, you know, photons, torpedoes, whatever. Getting stuck in the void. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, man, you picked a good one. All right. <laughs> so this one is more about the overarching story. The second season, they kind of ratified a lot of that. They changed how the Klingons look a little bit to kind of help. Yeah. They, they, they fixed the Klingons quite a bit in season two. Okay. Uh, and and they, they have more of those one-offs. Mm. So it's pretty cool. Nice. But it's still the overarching story. And the finale is just like movie quality finale. Really? It's so freaking good. Yeah. The season two finale. I love this, how TV series are putting in the quality of movies. Like like we yeah. saw in Game of Thrones. Like this yeah. is just, there's so much invested in it because it's the future of entertainment. It's not necessarily just movies yeah. anymore. TV shows can get the same credits. It's a lot of fun. I freaking love it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much been like the main thing I've been binging. I'm mm -hmm. now kind of checking out some i'm kind of finishing up like again with uh i'm going bojack horseman finishing that up because nice. that final season i haven't seen uh, the last season same thing with uh, uh it's always sunny and stuff like that so i'm checking those out 
I gotta ask, have you heard any news about the Avatar Last Airbender series? Not yet. They okay. have moved to a bigger studio, but that's not really like big news. Oh, okay. Uh, the bigger studio will let them allow them to have room for casting and practice and whatnot. They have to learn the martial arts for each of the bend. Each bending is a different martial arts. So they have yeah. to learn that kind of bending. They're using the same guy that taught them all the different martial arts in the first one for this one. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm so excited for that show. <laughs> like. I have a feeling we're going to have to do a review of each episode like oh, we do yeah. with everything else oh, with uh, Game of Thrones. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. And <sighs> that, who's that with Netflix or Amazon? Ne- Netflix. It's Netflix and Nintendo or uh, Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's they have good. it's the regular writers. It mm-hmm. is everything. That's cool. Diverse cast. Wait. Perfect. It's going to be a money machine right there. Oh, it'll take all my money for <laughs> sure. All right. Let's go ahead and get into some news. Uh, we had the new Zombieland 2 double tap trailer. You haven't seen that trailer yet. I right? did. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. What did you think of the of that new trailer coming up? It looks good. I mean, I liked I liked the original one. This looks like it just kind of picks up where they yeah. left off. Yeah. Um, I They're can't remember in real time. They go. It looks like they take over the White House. Yeah. I can't remember who was the new cast that they brought in though. Uh, they brought in a couple new people, but they're like Luke Wilson and stuff like that, which is yeah. not that big of a deal. He's like the new Woody Harrelson. Yeah. No uh, clone, but. Uh, yeah, I'm excited because it looks like we're going to have some like relationship drama going on yeah. in the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And it might be phasing out a lot of the zombie stuff and going more into like life yeah, in an apocalypse. Stuff, yeah, yeah, not necessarily zombies. Um, because I think it's like 10 years in the future from yeah. the last movie. They actually have fast forwarded. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be pretty cool to see like, okay, now what? You yeah, know, there, are, there are kids that grew up in this. It's e- yeah, we survived and it's easy to kill off whatever stragglers are left. But now we got to figure out how to rebuild or start some kind of community or something like that i like in the trailer uh you could tell so there's this new girl that you know uh he's sweet on the main character and he's even like he had taught her all the rules and stuff like that which is a big part of the first yeah. film where all the rules um and then their goal is to save the youngest girl she's with some guy now mm-hmm. from berkeley oh no he's a hippie and uh so they're off to go save him woody harrelson everything he does is great yeah i love hilarious. woody harrelson <laughs> uh super fascinating person in real life mm-hmm. did you know about his dad no it's a doppel about his dad pretty really? much his dad now i'm not spitting up talking out of school or anything like that because he was indicted for this is an assassin really yeah a hitman for who just hired just for yeah for yeah he, and like a mercenary or there, assassin. there's a dollop all about like a judge they got taken out because of him really yeah and there's all kinds of stuff like well, it might not have been him. Yeah, I think he actually got loose from it. Like, but they found the gun. This is all out of school stuff. Um, they they found the gun that actually did the job, and it was the registration ID was Bay King, <laughs> <laughs> and they but they did the fingerprints because they did the fingerprints as well, and it was Woody Harrelson's stepmom. Wow. Yeah, That's pretty crazy, crazy story. Huh. But anyway, so yeah, he's been, and and Woody Harrelson to this day says his dad's innocent. Yeah. And so they're you know I'm not saying. It, that he is guilty, but it's just a fascinating story that Woody Harrelson, and this was at peak Cheers time when Woody Harrelson was becoming famous because of Cheers. Really? Like this was oh, like man. while he was doing Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's pretty crazy. Um, so anything he does, I just find him super fascinating. Yeah. It, you know, very interesting character. Uh, yeah. This movie looks fun. It looks like a blast. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm excited to see more, you know, Zombieland. Uh, next up we have Batwoman is getting her villain it is going to be Hush. Now, Batwoman has this new TV series coming up. Oh, okay. Okay. In the Arrowverse? Yeah. God, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay out of the Arrowverse. It's, Played by it's, Ruby Rose. I love Ruby Rose, everything she does. But. The whole thing looks like it's a Twilight teen drama, but I don't know. Maybe someday <sighs> I'll give it some time. I wish you would. I freaking love that Twilight teen <laughs> drama. <laughs> yeah. It's so good to me. Right. There's, 
I, I okay, so here's the thing. It has some fans that are devout, yeah. me included, but there are so many people who hate on it. So like it's one of those things that's just real hot and cold. Yeah. So many people hate those things because they're not well done, but where else are you gonna see Arrow stuff? Like Green Arrow's a cool character. We're waiting until DC grows some balls to start making some Mar- making Marvel movies. You know what? Oh well, yeah, making Marvel. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Because right now I can't trust DC outside of DC Animation. Yeah. You know they need to start making Marvel quality movies with writing and directing like at the same par. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, her new villain's gonna be Hush. Now, are you familiar with Hush? Nope. Okay. Never heard of her. He's from one of the. Him. Oh, him. <laughs> he's from one of the best Batman storylines. I don't know if they're going to do a female version of Hush. Now I'm thinking about it. They might. Hmm. But he's from one of the best Batman villains. What he is, just real broad strokes here. He's a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. and But like they're like polar opposites. Bruce Wayne's parents died and it made him Batman. Hush's parents, he tried to kill them. Hmm. So you know, like he's real crazy. Um, his life kind of falls apart. And as an adult... He feels Bruce Wayne is like the cause for all his problems. Mm-hmm. And so he goes around and he's really crazy good about this, but he ends up like doing things to make his make Batman's villains like, I need to murder Batman. Mm-hmm. So it's less cat and mouse. And we're like, it's time for him to pay for his sins. And so he turns Joker and Bane and everybody out to go like, just go kill Batman. Get a gun in his face, pull that trigger, kill Batman. So he like, like almost frames Batman in a way that makes his villains... Like on fire to go after. Him. Like I, 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 it's been a while since I've read this, but I want to say he kills Harley Quinn in front of Joker, mm. makes it look like it's Batman that did it, kind of thing yeah. like that, like that level. Yeah. Uh, to where like, cause Joker again, he's very cat and mouse. No, Joker's ready to kill him, type of thing. like yeah. that level. Yeah. Um, and and so it's 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 really cool. They're actually doing an animated movie about this as well. This is one of the ones that get, they just announced at uh, SDCC. Nice. But uh, but yeah, so Hush is going to be Batwoman's villain. Um, so. I don't know if if they change it to where the, the gender bit it to where he's actually like her childhood friend. Yeah. And then they grow up and she wants he wants to stop it. That's really cool. Want the trick this okay, so spoiler warnings for the end of Hush storyline. If you guys want to check that out, stop it now. But the trick is he's trying to kill Batman and replace him, and it has surgery to look exactly like Bruce Wayne. Mm, face off. Yeah. So the whole time he's in the in the comics and everything like that, he has like bandages wrapped around his face. You're like, well, that's crazy. Because of the post-surgery stuff. Mm. And at the end, it's revealed that he has like scars and stuff like that. And he's like healing up to look like Bruce Wayne. Mm. And so uh, just a very good, very good villain. Uh, this so, is something that as you're going through, as, as you're going through like Batwoman TV series, you could have it to where like randomly a guy will come out like, I can't believe you did that to my family. Start shooting at her. And she's like, what the hell? <laughs> and then come to find out at the end, it's this guy that's been like setting people up against her. Mm. Be pretty cool. So this guy doesn't have any power or anything like that but he's just like a master of whispers pretty much he oh that's a good way to put it he yeah, yeah just gossips yeah it's talks. been a long time since I, he's mastermind basically yeah which is classic villainy you know yeah. don't necessarily have to be super powered um it's been a while since i've read this but yeah it, it, it is like a staple of the batman catalog hmm. so i'm glad to see that it shows that they're going to give batwoman a real try yeah because they, they could have just gone with something we've seen a bunch of times. You know, they could have gone, oh, let's just throw in a different Harley Quinn in there. Let's just throw in mm-hmm. a Bane. A Bane's a good one to toss into this. How is she associated with Batman, though? Uh, okay, so... Do they know each other? Are they in love? Is she just trying to mimic him? No, she's actually... She's a, she's a lesbian. But um, she's from the military. Her mm-hmm. dad's, like, hardcore military kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and I want... Okay, I remember it's from the Detective Comics. This has been a while. But uh, so she comes back into Gotham and she I think Batman's like not around or something like that so she tries to step up to be the new Batman oh, okay. and so she has like this red wig she puts on him like that um, 
And so, but she's a little bit more hardcore than Batman. She's very, very good. She's she's a wonderful comic. Mm-hmm. You could read her storyline through Detective Comics, which is cool because it's like the whole Bat family. Yeah. And there's quite a bit of Bat people right now. Um, and she's kind of the like de facto leader outside of Batman. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. And so, yeah, Batman's telling her like, you can't be doing this. But then he supports her and it's back and forth. She's she's a really cool character. Mm-hmm. And Ruby Rose playing her is amazing. I love Ruby Rose. Yeah, she's from Orange is the New Black. And she's the one with like the Archer tattoo. Orange is the new black. She's the one in like season two or three that uh, is also sewing with with the main girl. She has like short hair. Gosh, she's like super ah, cute. I can't remember. All right, you're gonna look that up. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's go on to the next thing while you're looking that up. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is being made into a series for Hulu. Really? Yeah. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Hulu knows how to make these fun oh, ones too. Ruby Rose. Yeah, I know you. Know okay, I was like, you to look that up. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. <clears throat> This is done by producer Carlton Cuss. Uh, he did Lost, Strain, and Bates Motel. The beginning of Lost was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got Lost. Yeah. Um, and then it's written by Jason Funch, who did Wonder Woman. Now, that's probably my shining hope right there, is because Wonder Woman, I think, was very well written. Yeah. The pacing was a little off in the third act, <clears throat> but overall, the story was well written, written, less superhero, more of a human story, more of a war story. So I think that was well done. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, though. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this becoming a television show? What, how how do you think they want to do this? I hope it's kind of like a comical Star Trek. I hope it, that'd be fun. I hope it's you know uh, Orville kind of touches on that too. Where yeah. It's kind of it's in space, but it's funny, but it's clean, it's professional, you know, it's it's sharp. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm hope ugh, I'm hoping it's more like that. The movie kind of felt like that. It's like it's yeah. space travel. Uh, weird aliens that are it's destroying called, the planet. Yeah, and there's like the probability drive or something like that. Yeah. Where it's the least possible thing it takes you there or something yeah. like that. Which, of course, that one scene where they're like, they're in space, they got the, the missiles coming at them and they press the button that changes one missile into a bowl of dandelions yeah. and the other one into a whale. Yeah. <laughs> and then we hear the thoughts of the whale. Yeah. And he's like, okay, what is this? Okay, I'm going to call this wind. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. as he's about to die. Trying to learn, yeah. Oh, there's something that ground and it's coming closer. Hello, yeah. ground. Boom. <laughs> Um, I need to read the books. I hear the books are so much better than the movie, but the yeah. movie to me was phenomenal. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I wonder, I would almost want a prequel before all this. So we just get like life in space because hmm. we know the definitive end of all this in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, but do you think it's going to be following that that story of the movie? I would, um, I think, okay, so I think if you're going into this, I would say, yeah, it's going to generally follow the story of the movie hmm. because that gives you a fun, but I'd rather have a whole different story. I think that's maybe what you're saying. Yeah. A whole different story that happens to be in that universe. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd like to see that this, that the movie was just a, a tale of a guy hitchhiking in that galaxy. But, but we take a step back because that movie shows us that in their world, we don't really know anything of what's going on outside of our little yeah. bubble, but there's so much more, you know, our whole planet could be destroyed because somebody didn't pay the rent or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that's right. But, uh, but yeah, I'd like to see like, more depth in that world it could follow a totally different crew cast or you know uh have a different goal but just expand on the world that they showed in the movie i just thought of something too okay i'm gonna ask you openly on this Uh if you were to take a science fiction show that's not already or a movie that's not already a show Uh what would you want to make into a television show and i'll give you my example while you're thinking okay titan ae oh god that's such a good movie (laughs) I, I probably just blow it up in my head and make it so much bigger than it is, but that was I remember loving that movie when it came out. When you rewatch it, you're like, why is this thing not more loved? The yeah. art style, very good. Yes. Kind of like a um Iron Giant level of art. I would love for them to remake a live action version of that movie. 
Yeah, that would be good as a that'd, live action. That'd be awesome. But it kind of has that same thing with Firefly, where it's a ragtag group flying through space, trying to get things done, on the run from everybody. Yeah. You know? The last two humans are in that movie, yeah. in the same shit, basically. It, it, you could make a miniseries out of that story. You could easily make a miniseries out of that story. The CGI for the like, kangaroo woman would be hard. Yeah. But I like her a lot. And if you have to, for someone like that, recast her a little bit different. Yeah. You know, don't make her quite a kangaroo. Make her like a panther woman or something. But I wouldn't, I would just like that world because so much of that world is really, really cool. Yeah. Especially like that scene when they're, when they're leaving Earth was yeah, really Yeah, all those neat. rockets. Yeah, those yeah. big like round ships that were taken off. Yeah. And then we catch up with him and he's just working on the freighter and he's kind of, reminds me of uh, the Star Wars Jedi Fallen uh, trailer that came out recently. Yeah. But yeah, that would be a really cool TV series. Yeah. You got any ideas or did I distract you with that one? No, that was totally distracting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think we should be taking some of the better movies or better, yeah, movies yeah, from the past and, yeah. and, and redo them. I mean, Titan A would be a perfect one to just either make a series out of or just a, a reboot. But yeah, off the top of my head, I can't think of any right now. Kind of keep that in the back of your head. We'll see where we go from there. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to be asking you, there's a couple trailers we have through this because uh-huh. of brand new trailers. Yeah. If you haven't seen them, we'll stop, watch them, and uh-huh. then I'll put the music in the podcast and we'll put the video online. Nice. Okay. All, All right. right. That's what we did for Comic-Con 1. Came like out it. clean. All right. So except for the fact that we recorded on location with our non-booms. Mm. So the sounding of pounding was throughout the entire freaking episode. Nice. Hope you guys enjoyed that sound effects. <laughs> All right. Next up, the new teaser for the new Invader Zim. I did not see that. Okay. What the I heck? had a feeling we we're going to be stopping to watch that. All right. So, yeah. New trailer for Invader Zim. Uh, enter the Florbus for Netflix. Coming out August 16th, guys. That's like right here. How did I not hear it's about that? It's going to be a 71-minute movie. Uh, it's the original cast, the original crew that's working behind the scenes. This is the first of the two Nickelodeon movies coming up. The other one is the Rocco's Modern Life movie coming up. What? Yeah, I know, right? So let's go ahead and watch that, and then we'll come right back to you guys who we talk about. All right, and we're back from watching a very short teaser, basically, of Invader Zim. 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> But full hype on my end. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. It looked like, I, and I can't tell looking on the phone, but um, it looked like the original animation, like the same yeah, same style and everything. Yeah. There at the very end, they show uh, invaders in with like some laser display or something. Like that. So it looks like they might be either just throw, doing a throwback for the teaser, or they might just, I don't know, they might have some newer animation with the old style. Uh, yeah. I right. like how it starts off with like, meanwhile, in the toilet, which yeah. is an interest to this hiding spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the whole like, um, uh, computer laugh with me. No, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and then Gurr's back. Boy, Gurr's amazing. Gurr's hilarious. <laughs> He's so great. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. That'll be good. I hope this takes off well and this becomes Netflix's version of uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. I-, I hope they do update the animation. I mean, I'm- it's great to show in the teaser the classic original stuff, but it can be, you know, sharper and cleaner, a little brighter. Yeah. I, I still want it to be the same animation, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. cleaner. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're Update right. it. They, Netflix has the money. We're actually going to be talking quite a bit about Netflix later on. Nice. I probably should have ordered these in the more, in a better spot to where we're talking just Netflix a little in the end. But anyways, uh, because we got a few trailers after this that are not Netflix. Mm-hmm. They're also doing Rocco's Modern Life into a movie. Yeah, which is really cool. cool. Yeah, I love Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Here's a question for you. I'm going to keep busting out these questions without giving you any warning. Nice. Any other 90s cartoons you want to be made into a movie and why? Uh, Gargoyles. Oh, I it. love Gargoyles. Damn you, man! It's my favorite series. Don't promise something you can't deliver, right? <laughs> no, that'd be cool if they could. If they could re-release it, that one, same thing. I mean, you could use the same original animation. It was amazing. 
Uh, you can so do new good. animation, but keep the same writers. The story was so cool. Story was good. Cast, yeah. outstanding. It's the next generation cast plus Keith David. Yeah, Keith Davis plays the the uh, plays Goliath. Yeah, but then yeah, it's basically next gen's cast. I like it. Man, that shit bring was him, so good. Bring it back. Jonathan Frakes plays plays Xanatos. Like mm-hmm. that was such good voice work. Yeah, one of my favorite lines from that from Gargoyles, which we've talked about back and forth all the time. Uh, Xanatos's assistant. You remember his name by chance? Uh, he did no, a really good job being I don't creepy. Uh, creepy slash cool. But he said that, like, they're about to fight this, like, magic attack. And he says, oh, we have force fields. Like, oh, that work? He's like, magic and science are the same thing. It's all energy. Hmm. Like, the way he explained it. You don't remember that? No. The way he explained it was, like, they could use magic. We'll use science. Either way, it's just energy coming against energy. We just have to have enough energy to beat him. Hmm. Like, it was like, oh, my God. That's so perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Cross plane so easily. Yeah. That's really well done for a freaking animated show. Yeah. Uh, The one with Captain Janeway guest starring in it was a really cool one. Yeah. One of my favorites where they're in the outback and they're going through that walk and they have that machine or that like nanobites to try to perfect environment. Yeah. So it makes this like metal environment that's all shiny and clean, shiny and chrome. Anyways, (laughs) um, and it's slowly taking over. And so they have the, that one dude that's like the jackal, actually, I think his name is. And oh, they're yeah. trying to fight it off. Like, oh, man. She, so was, she was also in uh, episodes where they're in Avalon. Yeah, because she's she is Xanatos's wife's mother. Oh, OK. So she's guest stars sometimes. OK. Um, if, I'm, if I remember this one. Uh, but yeah, the I really like that one because then then Goliath and Jackal do a uh, uh like a whatever tribal thing to use their imagination to fight this thing off on like the cybernetic level. Yeah. It's just freaking awesome. <laughs> and so then they're like, they're trying to fight it and, and glad's like, oh, my claws aren't working or whatever. And he's like, well, it's our imagination. Use whatever. So then he like, <laughs> Jack like armors up, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. he, like goes, so he go in the, year. go in the dream world to fight a virus. It's like you know, a, a cybernetic virus. Almost yeah. like upload yourself into the computer. To Basically, fight it, yeah. What it was. It's like use use tribal medicine yeah. to, <laughs> to to Tron this. You know? Yeah, it was really fun. That's oh, man, crazy. that's a good choice. I have nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the best answer. Yeah, I'm we're already to... getting our next. We're already getting our uh, last Airbender. So I'm yeah. happy with that. Heck yeah. But man, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, there were so many good uh, '80s and '90s cartoons. I know but... Rugrats is coming back too. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Power Rangers, uh, Power Rangers, yeah, they're coming back too. They actually, are re- they really? They're remaking the movie. Oh, I was just joking. They're actually making a whole new movie. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, there's a, there's a Kickstarter out right now. So the guy who played Tommy, yeah, I think his goes name to like a lot of conventions. Jonathan B or something. Like that. Yeah, you yeah. uh, played Tommy in in the old ones, the Green Ranger, then White Ranger. Uh, he's doing a Kickstarter with a couple other Rangers to make a live action movie that's. Not directly using the word Power Rangers because not, nothing's licensed, but it's the idea of like, of like uh, the Green Ranger or the White Ranger basically becomes a, a rogue outlaw and they're like trying to capture him and he's trying to say like no you guys are corrupt and so like so it's like it's like a grittier version mm-hmm. of Power Rangers. Nice. And so it looks really good. Like even the CGI that they can do on their limited budget is is still really solid. So check out their them on Kickstarter. They're on Twitter all the time. Um, Support something that you like. You know, yeah. it's cool to see. Some of these Kickstarters are really neat ideas. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I like it. All right, Gargoyles, bring it back. I know Jordan Peele's working on it. We talked about that a couple times. Yeah. But make this happen. Like, yeah, look at your pops. Maybe there's some inspiration in here. I know. <laughs> right? There's Cat Dog. You can bring Cat Dog back. Yeah. It's my favorite pop. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Tailspin. Oh, that's it right there. Yeah. Tailspin. Only two seasons of Tailspin. <laughs> Does that seem nuts to you? That's... Like, as much as that, how, as big as that was in our childhood. Yeah. I can't imagine there's only two seasons of that, and that's all. But back then, a season was 52 episodes, right? Uh, it was quite a bit, yeah. yeah. And we rewatched that kind of, and they're 30 minute episodes, not you know 11 like SpongeBob or something like that. Yeah. So 
Uh, all right, let's go to the next one here. The next thing we got a uh, new trailer for Scary Stories to Tell uh, Told in the Dark. Yeah, I I don't remember that. I don't know. I remember I remember seeing the book, but I don't remember the stories or anything about it. Yeah, uh, these were big when I was a kid. Maybe maybe there was a little bit of a difference there in generation wise. Um, what, five but it's just a, yeah it's just well, a book or there was, was a movie? three different books no there was never a movie oh, okay. but there was three different books i have one of them the second one and they were short short scary stories for kids and uh, they were frightening yeah yeah they were actually really good scary stories uh just classic so let's watch that trailer and then we'll get our we'll get our review on nice Scary stories to tell in the dark, John. What do you think of that trailer? That looks good. So yeah. to me, that looks like a very like modern uh, version or, or whatever re- recreation of a classic '90s uh, horror movie. Yeah, kind of maybe maybe even like an It or something like that. Like yeah. a good Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah, yeah, totally has his vibe. Yeah, I like, I like that. And you could see like this all being taking place in Derry where yeah. he t- puts everything else. Uh, one thing I really am excited about mm-hmm. is I hope these can. I hope this is good. Yeah, and then you could just have that book like Jumanji almost be found by a new set of kids. Yeah, because when they find it, you could tell they found it like in a burn barrel. Yeah, like and then they tip it over like somebody already tried to destroy this book. Yeah. So at the end of this movie, you could have them throwing it to the ocean. Beginning yeah. of the next they bury movie, it or something. Some kid comes across it on the beach, or they're like digging, planting roots, or whatever. Boom. Yeah. And then you can set up a whole new set of different stories. Yeah. Like because they write themselves. Hmm. So I think this is a good way to get like one-off short stories, which sometimes is the best literature out there. Yeah. Um. Anything in particular that looks really scary in that for you? Uh, well, the, the, how do you call it? Like the graphics, the visual effects looks really good. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's all animated, but it looks like, um, like it reminds me like Freddy Krueger, the way yeah. they're just seeing like, I don't know, there was like a worm coming out of somebody's face or something. Like yeah. It's, it's a good mix of suspense thriller and like visual effects, gross thriller, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's got a lot of potential Yeah, in a, in a world where, cause it has the nostalgia kind of going on with it a little bit. It has that feel. Yeah. So you got that stranger things. You have mm-hmm. it chapter one and two, oh, yeah. uh, the ch- chapter two is coming out this year. You have, you know, Stephen King's making a resurgence. It's the perfect time to come out with this. Yeah. It's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I hope it does well. It kind of reminds me of two of uh, Final Destination. Yeah. Because he's warning him, like, you're in the next story, you know? So you can kind of see that coming yeah. along. Major like, suspense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're watching the book right itself, and all of a sudden it's like, Christine, like, no! Yeah. You know? Uh, so I think it's got a lot of potential. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Looks good. All right. Uh, our next trailer we're going to be stopping watching. By the way, well, I'll, I'll confirm this at the end as well. Uh, all these trailers are on our website. Nice. So you guys could just have our website up, be watching, and, and everything like that. Um, I will attempt, as long as I can get my computer fixed by the time I'm editing this video, I will attempt to have these in the YouTube video as well. I was going to do that with our Comic-Con one. Computer died on me, so we'll see how that works. All right, let's check out Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Nice. All right, so we just watched the title of the movie is actually "A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood," mm-hmm. which is, of course, the chorus to his song. Uh, what did you think of this trailer? It looks really good. I like anything with Tom Hanks in it, of course. Yeah. Also, time. I'm uh, I don't know, unbiased or biased. I, I've never watched uh, Mr. Rogers, which is so funny because you yeah. know, again, we're brothers, so we grew up together. We're five years different. Five years difference. Yeah. Yeah, five years. Okay. 
So I remember the hell out of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Uh, Imagination funny. Land, the king, everything. I remember them all, the cat. Oh, man, all of it. That little trolley. Yeah. I used to love when he would do adventures. Like the one I remember, like I just watched it yesterday, is when Mr. Rogers goes to the zoo and they're like, he's talking to, because he was just one of those guys that would like, if he was in this room with us, he would just want to hear how how, how we do things. What do we do? Like mm-hmm. he was just pure coolness, pure nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a real famous episode that where he there's this kid who's like breakdancing. And again, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers was like 60s when he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And this kid, little kid comes in and teaches him how to do breakdancing. Yeah. And Fred Rogers is just like, okay, that's cool. Let's let's try it out together. Yeah. Like he's just super chill with this kid. Like normally an old man would be like, you're dancing wrong. Mm-hmm. You're moving your hips too much. Yeah. And no, Fred's like, no, it's all good. Yeah. You, you have know? fun doing this and it doesn't hurt anybody. So let yeah. me learn how to do it too. And then we have Tom Hanks here who is portraying him perfectly, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. That little answer. that little toss of because Joe was grew up on on so me and him like right away text back and forth, of course, and Joe's also a member of the Tom Hanks fan club. So, <laughs> but there's that little toss of his shoe from one hand to the other, mm-hmm. which was like, man, how much did he watch to be able to catch that? Yeah. Like it's something as soon as you see it, like he did that every time. I didn't even <laughs> think about it, but Rogers did that every single time. Uh, and he redid that intro every time. It wasn't like it was pre-recorded. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like he just got home from work and now he's at home with his family yeah. or friends or whatever. Uh, that's cool. And that was the whole point of the show was just like, won't you be my neighbor? Won't you just be my friend? Yeah, and spend some time with me today. Yeah. yeah. The premise of the movie coming up is there's a reporter that's trying to do a profile on him. Mm-hmm. And it's all about people who are heroes. And so he asked him in the beginning, like, do you think you're a hero? Fred Rogers would say no. But him and he went to Congress fighting for PBS kids and stuff like that. He's the reason PBS was a thing. Like, he mm-hmm. really fought for it. And the, the driving force behind his show, like... First off, it was pure kindness and niceness, just being nice and stuff like that. But he also wanted an avenue for kids to show their emotions. Like, it's okay if you're feeling bad. Let's talk about it and then yeah. help you with it. Yeah. When in it, you got to think before Fred, you know, oh, emotions are for wusses and, you know, yeah. you know, and he was like, no, we could be emotional and talk about things and be just cool with each other. Hmm. So he really inspired artists and, and stuff like that, like poets and stuff. Yeah. I just think it's very interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how they show him becoming here. Cause I, I think with the premise of like, Oh, are you a hero? Obviously you're setting up to explain why he is a hero. Yeah. Uh, and we see that the, the author in this movie is growing himself yeah. through Fred. So I want to see how they show him as a hero, you know? And we just need more of that in our country or in the world. So just, much just more yeah. authentic, just genuinely good people. Nowadays, it's sa- it's so sad that you can't see a happy, nice, friendly, good person and not think they have negative intent. Like yeah. they're they're only being friendly to try to get something from me. They're making money out of this. Or yeah, or that guy's got to be a pedophile or something like that something, just because yeah. he's he's friendly and talking to a kid. Yeah, and, and it's think- a shame because I, you know, God, God forbid we ever find anything bad about him. I don't think we will. Yeah, but I mean, when you see mr rogers with kids you're mm-hmm. just like that dude is just cool yeah. like he's just being nice yeah that's now, that's grandpa wanting to just push his grandkids on the swing exactly yeah now it's funny when we're watching that i'm like man he was just so nice he's kind of like and i was trying to use an example of who mr rogers is now today okay so try to think of a person today who whose mo is just being nice i was only one that i used as an example chris pratt yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny to use him as a, he doesn't look like a mr rogers but I, I get the vibe from him that he's generally just a nice guy. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. But not even at Mr. Rogers, not near Mr. Rogers level. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe if we saw, if we were to watch him. In I'm thinking Bob life, Ross, maybe. but Bob Ross isn't around either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of anybody, anybody on TV or uh, in the world that we know of is just that genuinely nice. 
Now I want to see a PBS crossover with Bob Ross and Mr. Rogers. Mm. Shoot. Nice. Time travel. Fix that. All right. <laughs> uh, so that's that, that was uh, by Tom Hanks, and it looks amazing. Uh, last bit we're going to be talking about is Big Mouth Gets Renewed for Netflix. Uh, have you seen Big Mouth yet? No, it looks retarded. Okay, it, it, it's actually really great. Thanks. <laughs> no, yeah. um, but they already got re- so they're they're in production of season three, but they just got renewed for season four, five, and six already. Oh my so they, god! They gave them. It's Why? actually a very well done show. Um, well, you like BoJack Horseman, and I still haven't watched that, but that looks just as retarded. BoJack yeah. is insanely good drama. Yeah, it is Mad Men level. Yeah. I'm telling you right but now. But you're also trying to pull me into the Arrowverse, so... Well, okay, look, 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 look. Your stuff. I'll admit Arrow's not written well. Okay. I like Arrow because there's nothing else but Green Arrow in it. I'm telling you right now, BoJack Horseman is some mm. of the best written shit out there. It's super good. All right. All right. Big Mouth is very well written, not the best, but very well written. Better than Family Guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what bet. it looks like to me as a fam- another no, Family no, no, no. Guy. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it has come that shock value and stuff like that. It's more like F is for Family. Yeah, that's funnier. Okay, it's a lot like yeah. that. It's, it's about these the kids that are transitioning. They're in middle school. They're transitioning through puberty. So it's yeah. all about puberty. Uh, uh, so yeah, they, they announced this right after they, they were going to be uh, canceling a cult uh, favorite, Tuca and Bertle, uh, which is actually animated in the style of Bojack Horseman in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Designated Survivor got canceled too, which was just saved by them, and they canceled them after one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think this might be in response to Netflix has missed their sub- uh, projections for the first time ever yeah so they had planned on last quarter uh hitting five million new subs yeah and they got 2.7 yeah 2.7 instead this hit them hard stocks plummeted they lost 25 million in value in one day wow yeah it hit them pretty hard because they've always been growing and the one time they're still growing they just weren't growing to the, the same rate that they were exactly yeah uh and so i think maybe in reaction they jumped out there and were like look let's let's a show that's doing well for us, let's just put a bunch of time and money into it. Yeah. And and basically, when they're renewing it this hard out, they're promising us as fans saying, like, look, we'll always have the show on. We're not going to cancel it on you. Yeah. A lot like, you know, House of Cards was good in the beginning, but if they're like, I don't know, that's a bad example. That one had a different ending. Um, but, and then they canceled shows that were underperforming because it's like, we need to clean up. We need to tighten the ship up. Yeah. And Netflix, it seems like over the last year or so, is starting to transition and shift gears now that there's so many other streaming services they're leaning more and anchoring down on their original content, which before they didn't have nothing. They were just buying everything. But now they've been out long enough and they've been developing their own content long enough that they actually have some really good staples that they can, you know, use yeah. as anchor points to keep growing their brand. And But some of the original staples are gone or leaving. So yeah. uh, Orange is the New Black on its way out. House of Cards done. Uh, what were some of the original ones that really put them on the map? Um, Gosh, those were like the two biggies. Shoot, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, they're they're because the uh, Kimmy uh, Kimmy Schmidt's done stuff mm-hmm. like that. They're all they're all done, so they need to bring in some new projects as well. And you could tell before they would just like let it ride a little bit, like give them two more seasons, see how it does. Yeah. No, now it's like you don't perform well, we have to drop you just because we have to keep things tight. Yeah, uh, they have too much competition out there. Uh, according to uh, Frank Pelota of CNN Business, the biggest threats to Netflix is the Disney Plus coming out in November. Which is only like what six bucks, something like that. It's super yeah, cheap for Disney that's... Plus. So much content, and then and of course we got to remember these these sub numbers also came out after SDCC, where uh, or San Diego Comic Con, where uh, Disney Plus announced like 
all these new Disney shows. All the Marvel TV shows are coming out with. They're insane. Yeah. They have, you know, everything coming out is amazing. So pretty much anybody who's who has their Netflix because they have a family and they just put it on the kids' Netflix, you know, menu or whatever for their kids, they're going to be either switching or also getting Disney+. Plus. Might as well also get it with that cheap of price, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, if they throw in some sort of Marvel comic books playing on it too, I'm way oh, in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, and then uh, Warner Brothers, now they own... Uh, AT&T, Warner Brothers, all that, they own HBO now, right? Yeah. So they just announced HBO Max. Really? Yeah. Now, this is basically Warner Brothers' new streaming service. They said when it launches, it'll come out with 10,000 hours of content. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Now, with that, you get everything that's done through HBO, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has DC Universe. Don't... Are they the ones that own Fox? No, that's Disney now. Oh, okay, yeah. So, but yeah, under this umbrella, you can have your Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good size umbrella, actually. You have your Game of Thrones, all your HBO shows, Barry and, and whatever, Westworld. But you also have your DC Universe you could probably add into that. Yeah. So you could be adding your Titans and stuff like that. People are watching those, all the Batman movies. And then you could possibly add the DC comics, like we were talking about the Marvel comics. Yeah. All the WB movies and TV shows, Animaniacs and stuff like that. It adds quite a bit to your list. Yeah. Uh, and the smart move is to put this under the HBO name because it's the home box office. Home box office? Yeah. yeah. Is it? HBO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's another O, right? No. Um... So, I mean, it's a lot of competition for Netflix, and a lot of times they're cheaper than Netflix. Netflix keeps raising their prices, so people just stop subbing. Didn't they only raise it once? Oh, no, they've raised no? it a lot. Like, originally, oh. when Netflix first came out, it was 8 bucks a month. It's currently at 15 for the plan I have. Oh, $15.99. But, yeah. I, but, uh, I mine's the 4K and four screens, I think. Oh, okay. That's why. It's hmm. uh, yeah, that's... a pain in the butt. <laughs> But so, yeah, they're constantly having uh, competition coming up. So they have to keep working on their content, making sure that they push their staples. Yeah. Uh, Hulu's doing really well. Amazon's picking up. Amazon at the beginning wasn't doing so great. Yeah. But it's picking up. It just renewed their big hit. The um, gosh, I, I can't remember names at all right now. <laughs> but yeah, so everybody's doing really well. Is there any HBO show that they that you think they need to invest more money in and really push forward? My go to. Oh, Netflix. Mean. Netflix. I'm sorry. Netflix to try to save the show, save the right uh, thing. Honestly, to me, the best thing to do is is hang on to or pick up the classics. If you're the only one that still has all of Seinfeld, people are gonna when they want to see Seinfeld get on. I watched yeah. like The Office. This is the the background noise show. They're losing on. The Office. Yeah. When you if you keep yeah. those staples and you're still producing the new content and stuff like that, but try to hang on to you know Friends or whatever yeah. are your higher performing classic series. Just keep those. Don't let those slip out of your fingers. It's probably not cheap to keep them. But I think that's a lot of people are on, not just for your new content, but to have the old stuff too. I think you're right. We may have mentioned this before, but I think that's one thing that Netflix needs to do is is have come out with enough content in any one show. It doesn't have to be amazing. Because, yeah. I mean, like, let's look. The, the writing for Friends, not great. Mm-hmm. The writing for, well, The Office is just spectacular. But the writing for a lot of these sitcoms, Everybody Loves Jeremy, is not great. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of content. So it's something you put on while you're just doing the dishes. Yeah. Or you put on in the background. You need to pick a couple of sitcoms like that and just mm. pump them out. Yeah. Just keep making, make seven seasons of the new Mike and Molly and mm. just make them. Yeah. So that you have content you own and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. They spent like a hundred million dollars on the, on uh, the friend on friends. Mm. And then they had to try to keep the office yeah. and they're going to lose friends pretty soon anyways. Yeah. That's... They're losing all their staples. NBC owns a lot. I mean, I mean, NBC's friends and it's Seinfeld. The Office is NBC as well, actually. So, I mean, like, and NBC started their own streaming service. So why yeah. not get their own content back? So 
you're really in a tough spot where you need to make your own stuff so you don't have to keep negotiating. It keeps your budget down too because you're spending so much money to keep other people's products that you have to eventually keep again. Mm -hmm. Or you put that money into your own network. And again, all you need to do is a set that looks like a house for Everybody Loves Raymond. Everybody Loves Raymond's set was very simplistic. Yeah. Just do that. Make moderately okay content. It's so crazy to say that, but it's the truth. <laughs> so do you think with all these other streaming services that are going to be competing with them, you think that's all they need to do to stay in the game is just just keep, or how should I say it? Do you think they need to pick a lane? They used to dominate the industry, but yeah. now they're getting more competition. Should they continue to try to have a broad control over all of them or narrow it down to, hey, we just focus on mostly kids' shows or mostly adult or mostly No, well, yeah, they definitely or, can't do that. They can't narrow it down to any certain audience. Like, mostly movies, audience. like Hulu was just TV and Netflix was just movies, kind of. What I would do, yeah. See, the thing is, is like, okay, for example, when WB announces HBO Max, the thing they announced was we have 10,000 10, hours of content coming yeah. your way, which it's like back in the day. Remember when we used to shop for video games? They're like, man, this thing's got 140 hours of gameplay. Yeah. Now that sounds exhausting, but that's what Skyrim <laughs> was pitched with, like 140. Yeah. It's basically the word in those times right now for streaming where it's like, you get this much for your money. It's crazy. No one is spending 10,000 hours yeah. to watch everything on WB. Like, okay, I'm done with my sub. Bye. But that's just a way to measure how much choices you have. Exactly. So what... Netflix needs to do, I think they need to rein in a little bit of their creative budget because they are making a lot of these one-off documentaries that are okay. Yeah. But, you know, there are some shows that deserve to be canceled earlier. Yeah. You know, or wrapped up sooner, whatever. And then take a small part of your budget to just create more content. Yeah. Uh, the baking shows. Make a few. They have a couple, but make more baking shows. There's stuff like that's easy. Make a, make a reality show. Make a survival show. Make yeah. this stuff... That kind of crap is easy to make. Make yourself a Kardashians. I hate Kardashians, but it's just content. Yeah. That way you guys have everything. They When they got rid of Family Guys and Bur Bob's Burgers, man, when they got yeah. rid of Bob's Burgers, I literally canceled it for a few months. Yeah. Just out of retaliation. Because it's just something you put on while you're doing other things. It's yeah. not like I'm watching every episode of Bob's Burgers when it's on. But sometimes you just, like Voyager, I like to just rewatch the seasons all the time. Yeah. Over and over again. And like, Voyager, CBS. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, is it on Netflix right now? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a matter of time. Once that contract's up, CBS is doing very well with their streaming service. Yeah. Because that's one thing too, is it's a hard transition, but CBS is the number one broadcasting network, right? Yeah. For regular television. So they have a lot of content out there and to get onto the streaming service and not a lot of people will survive that. NBC's trying, ABC's having not anything. They, you know, they got Hulu. So, mm -hmm. um, but CBS is doing very well with it because they have those originals. They have the discovery and stuff like that that nobody else can get. They're yeah. nailing it. They're putting a lot of money into this stuff. I mean, they're coming up with card. Yeah. It looks oh, so yeah. good. God. So Netflix has a lot of competition out there. And what's hard is when NBC starts their own thing, well, they already have their whole library and then they're going to add content to it. Yeah. Same thing with CBS. They have their whole library. Yeah, come watch Star Trek on ours and the new stuff. So what do you think if Netflix, since they, they do produce some good original content but oh for sure instead of dumping money into doing that faster and better continue like you're doing rein it in like you're saying make less of the one-offs and just focus on the ones that you're doing good and do, keep doing like yeah that kind of stuff but instead of trying to compete in the exact same lane as C cbs and all these other tv series and stuff like that uh aim more towards not just movies but bringing in movies that are in theaters you get them like a week after or that two would weeks, be three amazing weeks, you know, yeah get, get that stuff so people are going home to watch the newest movie on netflix because it just came out you know two weeks ago in theaters but now it's on netflix already so good a good way to do that what you're saying there which is a great idea uh say uh july 15th 
uh, let's we're just gonna use names. Avengers comes out on on Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, that means on digital they're gonna put it out on July first. Mm-hmm. So let's say Netflix gets the offer to get it out on the seventh. Yeah. So you have digital. So everybody puts out the cash for the digital version. Okay. Then on the seventh, Netflix would come out with the streaming version. So everybody who can stream streams it. Yeah. And then if you're just a collector, you go buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. Like you really can hit all three audiences pretty well. That would really boost up Netflix. You'd always have it for whatever new releases are out. Yeah. You know. And th- there's there's the thing where it might be a little more expensive for them to do it that way. But so, you know how uh, we did movie pass for a little while yeah. and they have to regulate, well, you can only watch this many movies and that many movies and stuff like that. Yeah. They could do something similar, but hopefully not so controlling, but to where you get, you know, five movie tickets per month or something like that. So a hot new movie that's still within a certain range, you have to use one of your movie tickets for. But then after that, after the three weeks or the four week mark, then it's free to watch like everybody else. Yeah, I like that idea. I think that'd be fine. That way you could still see the hot new stuff, but not everybody's able to see the hot new stuff and take the movies from the theaters. Yeah, you could even call it like, oh uh, God, yeah, you can call it the Premium movie. Access or something like or, that. Or, or, or just like, but it'd be cool if it was like the ticket or something like that. Yeah. So that, oh man, hey guys, we're going to use the ticket on this day. Yeah. And let's just stream that one thing. We could only watch it once. Yeah. Get your popcorn ready and stuff yeah. like that. You and can be- really make an event out of it for the family. Yeah. Become that is going a great to the idea. movies, but we're going to do it on Friday when we get home. We're going to bring home pizza and we're going to watch that hot new movie instead of going out. Dang, John, that is a good idea. That'd be cool. So I'm Netflix, gonna guys, I'm going to let Netflix know to call yeah, you. Yeah. You guys write me a check. I'll, you know, yeah. don't worry. I'll coordinate it for you. Hey, we'll write some shows for you too. Just give us a call. We're yeah. done. Yeah. Gargoyles returns. Oh, don't tell them. We're gonna we gotta pitch it slowly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I you know I I, I want to kind of clarify because I was saying just kind of put out a lot of shows mm-hmm. and to kind of focus and cut the waste. But one thing that Netflix has always done, they are actually slowing down on it, is they've always given people a chance. Yeah, I, I that is where you find things like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt like was out of nowhere. Yeah, and when I, it came out, I it was like amazing. It. It was good. Stranger Things was yeah. out of nowhere, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like hot fire mm-hmm. so i still want them to give people a chance but you know i don't know boy it is a tough one to walk do you, does anybody partner with youtube youtube has their own thing their own streaming service yeah youtube own... red i think oh, it's okay. now called youtube tv or something like that but, but that's... it was youtube red oh, okay this thing and that'd be kind of cool if, if they took in like you know youtube celebrities and either had just a series that was like of youtube star shows yeah. or if they would like take in some people from youtube and say hey let's make a show or a movie or your own uh... you're literally using the youtube Red's plot. That's oh, is actually, that what it that's is? Literally oh. what it is. It's really kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. So, for example, uh, I'm a huge fan of Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. Every morning I watch them. And uh, they have, okay, so they had, they're like, here's a new TV show you guys can make. Yeah. And so, like, here's the money for it. So they made a show called The Buddy System. Yeah. And then they made uh, two seasons of that. And it's kind of like a Pee Wee Herman, the movie TV show. It's yeah. very, very neat. But, anyways, uh, if you're a fan of theirs, it was right in line for you. The only way you can watch it is by paying their $8 a month. Mm-hmm. And then, so, and then they're like, okay, hey, whoever jake paul boy that's a bad example but jake paul why don't you do a reality show uh and so they were giving these people that already have a huge fan base and were already making their money through youtube and just gave them the budget to make something exclusive so that the fans that they already had had to pay eight dollars a month to just watch that thing that's pretty smart and for me it's like okay i'll pay eight dollars a month watch the whole season cancel it but at least it's eight bucks yeah and if they got enough people to do that to keep going you know yeah uh youtube's also starting to get into the live tv thing so To where like, oh, okay, you'll get everything that's on, let's say, NBC right now. So you yeah. can watch the NBC show like you would right now. Which is good because everybody's cutting their cable cords, right? Nobody's yeah. everybody's starting to face that out. And Google owns YouTube, right? Yes. So I wonder if at some point, because Google's big, they don't need to, to partner with anybody. But I wonder if it would be advantageous for them to, to partner with Netflix or Hulu or some other streaming service with their YouTube. So you get the two in yeah. one system. But I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they're just... Well, 
And we have Stadia coming up too from Google. So I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on right there. Google can really yeah. be encompassing. You yeah. can be playing your video games on on your Google system, you know, whatever your your Chrome, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, be like, okay, but I want to watch Stranger Things. You can kind of go one on one, you know, picture in picture. You can do a lot with that. You're right. Yeah. Like, but yeah. So with with Google with the or sorry with the new YouTube Red, can you watch TV shows and movies? Or no? Yeah. It's just their original their li- content. Well, no, they have a library there too. You could actually like, rent movies and stuff like that. And I think with oh, okay. Google or YouTube Red or Live, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I think you can't get them at a discount or free. So There is some ones that you just get with it. So now that we're getting to this point where everybody has, not everybody, but they're getting close to everyone having their own streaming service, it's starting to feel a lot like it used to with you know DirecTV or Comcast or yeah. you pick your provider and they provide your handful of channels and that's what you get to choose from. They each compete with who has the most, but nobody has all the same. What do you think if we were to, find, to eventually get into a, a point where you pay per series you want access to or something like you you so you're taking yeah you have a collection you get, <laughs> yeah. you get like a big menu and you check the box next to all the shows all you want to be able to watch yeah which is what iTunes does. I, well, I mean, uh, iTunes will let you buy per season, basically. Yeah. So, like, oh, I really want to watch Walking Dead. Okay, 20 bucks, and you get the whole season. But I'd say, like, you get to pick 50 or or 80 shows oh, you want access okay. to. Yeah. And then, based on that, you know, you get access to all those ones that you check the box next to. And then, based on that, they can also be offering and suggesting shows yeah. to you free. Because Here's a couple first episodes of this new series you might yeah. like. You watched all, you selected Walking Deads and other, you know, horror kind of shows. So, all right, well, there's this new horror series. We're going to throw that in. It's going to be one of your promotional ones that month. You get 10 different free ones that just come That's up. That's a good idea. That'd be kind of cool because that way they, if, yeah. they narrow down to what you want to see. You have access to what you want. And it'd you, be nice if they all came together and did that together. Yeah, That's what I'm saying is it would be yeah. a parent company that, that, Buys well, the it would be basically okay. So them. what Hulu, the birth of Hulu was when Fox, ABC, and I want to say NBC came together. Mm-hmm. It's like let's create a, con- a company together. They all have one third stakes in it that we could put our content on to be to try to compete with yeah. Netflix. That's why Hulu won is yeah. because you got three TV big. shows the day after, and it was three companies just shoving content on it. It's yeah. a lot of stuff on there. The original content for Hulu is fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, and so there's a lot of good stuff on it. Now, uh, what we're seeing here, we we went from like big box. DirecTV, Comcast, and stuff like that, breaking down into like basically you're paying for each channel instead of for the whole service, mm-hmm. but you only pay for the channels you want. So I'm waiting for the version where somebody's like, look, we could just do a bundle. You bundle your Hulu, Netflix, and your Disney together. It's going to cost this much money. And we go back to basically the new DirecTV. Yeah. I pay for the Amazon Fire program that has all these streaming services, and but, but they would do it just like DirecTV did where like, yeah, but I don't watch Hulu much. No, it's part of the package. You have to have Hulu as well. Yeah. So you'd pay one big ticket. You pay 60 bucks a month or whatever, and you get all the possible shows on TV. Which is basically going back to the old days. But then what gives them any kind of motivation to provide you with good, fresh, hot content? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it would kind of make everything stale. You're competing less. Yeah. Competition is what made these things thrive. So, yeah. But I could, I can see that being enticing. Like if you were like, oh man, basically I'm getting Showtime for free. Yeah. So you'd be like, sweet, yeah, I'll do that. I'm already getting no Netflix and whatever. Sure, I'm, yeah, I'm interested in Amazon Prime, whatever. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a good deal, but then you're stuck in a situation where like, yeah, but everybody's got this. Yeah. And you know, now everybody go, everybody going through the fire program or something. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be cool to see if like Stadia, or, you know, did that with their system, or yeah. you know, if Hulu just pulled everybody together and, and connected them all. But yeah, you definitely have to be paying a lot more to join all these services together. Yeah. Netflix has has to has to do something to change the game a little bit. Yeah. I know they're trying with, like, you remember the uh, Minecraft story mode? Yeah. They have that on Netflix now. Yeah. You can play it actually on your Netflix stuff. That's cool. 
Um, that's kind of a nice little change. They they're gonna have to step it up. They have mm -hmm. good competition out there. Content alone is not gonna or good content alone is not gonna save them. They need to bring the heat. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one for them ahead. I think. And it's sad because they did a good job like changing the industry and and yeah. Now cable providers are you know almost completely gone. Yeah, seems like when you when you when you bore that tunnel through the mountain, you're mm -hmm. not the only one that gets to use that tunnel anymore. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. Ask AT and T put down all these phone lines that create internet basically for everybody in yeah. the first place, yeah. and now they have competing internet companies that yeah. did the same thing on their services they made. It's one of those things. It should have been government that did that. But anyways. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying it would be a shame to see Netflix lose in the competition yeah. that they started. But, you know, that's that's business. I, yeah, and I like Netflix, but yeah, exactly it. Yeah. I'm excited to see what we have for the future. We got yeah. a lot of good stuff coming, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we got on a rant on that last one, which is perfect. I think it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you guys stuck around. Um, just a quick note. Uh, we are changing our Patreon a little bit. We're going to be giving out. Uh, we're totally copying Grief Breed on this because they gave me a sticker, which is the one that's all on the wall over there uh, for me to come a patron. So what we'll do is we're going to create a um, T-shirt cannon club or something like that where if you sign up for like the $20 one, which is a lot, I understand, but you're going to get a free T-shirt. Nice. And so I'll give you different options. You can get the one with Jonathan's face on it. The one with my mm -hmm. face will be coming next month. Um, and you'll get a free shirt. And so basically if you were to buy a shirt from us, we don't make a lot of money on it. We yeah. don't make a lot of money either way because I'm just buying a shirt and sending it to you. But it's just a way to share our thanks. Yeah. Uh, so if you, you, if you buy a T-shirt from Redbubble, the store that we use – it's your it's twenty dollars. If you if you get, become a twenty dollar patron, it's twenty dollars. Both work except for and we make the same amount of money on both because either I'm buying the shirt or you're buying the shirt. The cost is still there. The difference is you're on our patron site, so you get to see the messages I put out. It's I everything I put on our website I also put on Patreon, so you get to see the what's next episode stuff. And we're gonna have some exclusive content, right? We're gonna be putting exclusive content on there soon. We've been working on that. Um, the, uh, we're going to be doing uh, called The Discord, where we record a conversation we have in Discord. Nice. Uh, and it's just going to be like, who would win in a fight, Darth Vader versus Green Lantern, something like that. Hmm. And so we'll just throw those up there and stuff like that. <laughs> I know, you're already thinking, <laughs> aren't you? That's intense. <laughs> Vader. No, it's, it's all about Green Lantern. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, that's the only difference is that you, you get to visit our Patreon more. Patreon more. If you cancel after that month, totally understand, you know, but you still get the t-shirt. But expect that next month, so... Thank you guys very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We just love our fans so much. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at, at GeekBreaksPod. Um, and yeah, that's about it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at GeekFreaksPod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.